Hello, and welcome back to Beautifully Awkward, a podcast about embracing the beautifully awkward moments of life, hosted by yours truly, Elisa Marie. In this episode, I got a chance to sit down with Yvette, who hosts the podcast Tweet Trends, where she talks about the most up-to-date topics of the week. When we got a chance to sit down and talk about her experiences, she touched on the idea of age and that it had created a lot of awkward moments for her because people had questioned the age at which she had children, the age at which she was doing things in her life, the age at which she was currently and whether she could or could not do things now. And it's really amazing because people tend to make judgments and not always out of malice or, you know, to be mean, but because either they don't genuinely understand and it's coming out of ignorance or they're not aware of what their statements are doing. And I think that that can definitely lead to a lot of awkward conversations. And so Yvette talks about how she's maneuvered through that and maybe at times ignored it and other times confronted it. But she also talks about a very difficult conversation about losing a child. And reflecting back on this episode, I realized that for me, there were times even during the discussion that I felt awkward. I didn't know what to say. And I think that probably comes up for a lot of people when faced with that situation, whether it be yourself or others who have had a loss. And again, this can really range throughout the lifespan, we lose people. And how do we have those conversations, either being the person who's had the loss or being the person on the other end trying to show that they care? And I've had that experience myself where friends have lost family members and I didn't know what to say. But in the moment I told them, I'm here and I'll listen and I I love you and know that no matter what, I'm, I support you. And I think that that has worked for me. But during the conversation, I asked Yvette what would have been helpful in those moments, in those awkward moments with other people. And her response was for people to just show genuine emotion, not to sugarcoat it, not to minimize it and say, oh, this will pass, not to show undue sympathy, but to just be genuine and say, wow, that's really difficult. I'm sorry for your loss. And then to move on. I think that sometimes we overthink those situations and sometimes we want to say the right things, but sometimes it's better just to let the person know that you're there for them. So listen in as we talk about this conversation, how Yvette has perceived it and how I tried to also maneuver through it during the conversation. And I hope that you're able to take something away because I think that these awkward moments can lead to a strengthening of friendships and relationships over time if you just take a moment to be genuine and reflect on what the person needs in front of you. So thank you for listening in. If you want to rate us on iTunes, please do so that we can continue to bring you great material. We also have our website um, and email. So check those out, Facebook and Instagram as well. And we hope to hear from you soon and continue to have these conversations about embracing the beautifully awkward moments of life.
my name is Yvette, and if you know me from my podcast or Twitter, then it's Hey Yvette from Tweet Trends. I'm from Charleston, South Carolina, military brat. Probably the best way to describe myself is through my theme song, and that's I'm Every Woman by Whitney Houston, because I feel like literally I do everything. I'm just all over the place. <laughs> I love <laughs> I mean, because so I'm a a math teacher by trade, a stay-at-home mom by choice, but then I'm a fitness junkie by necessity because Father Time stands undefeated, and I am fighting the good fight right now trying to maintain. You and me both. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned your podcast, so tell Mm -hmm. me a little bit about how you got into podcasting and how that kind of came about. Okay, so I'm going to give you the Reader's Digest version of how I got into podcasting. Hurricane Hugo, back in 1989, right? Before podcasting was a thing, as far as I know. Um, <laughs> there, there was a radio station that had one of those little contests where you call in, you're the 10th caller or whatever, and I won. But because of the storm, the program director was actually at the studio but the DJs were out at the tower at a completely different location ended up talking to this man and when he asked me you know he had to get the information like your name how old you are so when I came to pick up my prize that you know they know who I am and when I told him I was 16 he was like no you're not I'm like "Uh, yeah I am so he said well you know what when you come in to get your prize you make sure that you talk to me he hired me on the spot at the age of 16 I was working in radio, just off of a fluke. And then... (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I thought so too, because like all of my friends were like, oh my gosh, like you do what? Like everybody else was working at McDonald's and in the mall and here I am on the radio. But, you know, it was cool. And then, so from working in radio, all of the people that I worked with were like, oh, when you go to college, don't major in communications because there's nothing they're going to be able to teach you because you started in radio at 16 that, you know, you know, all the ins and outs. So I didn't. But then when I went to college, I actually wanted to work at the radio station on campus. And the lady was like, "Mm -mm, I don't know who you think you are, but you're not coming up in here, not being a major. So I was like, okay. So then left that. Fast forward to 2018. Was that 2018? It was either 17 or 18. It had to have been 18. Um, I reconnected with a guy that was my competitor at a different radio station. We had the same time slot. And basically, he like dared me, basically. Like, I dare you to start a podcast. (laughs) And I'm like, don't you ever dare me to do anything because I'm going to do it. And so, but I, so I, I was doubting myself though. And I'm like, okay, but I don't even have a topic. Like, what would I podcast about? And he's like, what do you miss most? What do you want to be up on that you're not, or did you love? And I was like, well, you know, when I taught school, I was really big into pop culture. I had to keep up in order to keep up with my students. And when I became a mom, all of that went out the door. I'm like, I don't know um, Nicki Minaj from Cardi B, like their girls, which one is which I don't, you know. Mm -hmm. So 
so I was like, huh, pop culture. He's like, well, don't be so specific. Why not just what's hot? And I'm like, okay, I can do that. I I see your dare and I got you, you know? So then he's like, well, when are you going to (laughs) start? And I'm like, I'm going to start next week. Huh? So there. And I did. And um, I did it for, golly, I, I stopped last year. Um, probably around fallish. It was, I'd say, maybe Novemberish when I stopped, and I just came back um, last week. Last week was my first week back, and um, you know, it was one of these things where I loved it, loved it, loved it, but I had to take care of myself, mm-hmm. so I stepped away from it. And um, now I'm back, and I I missed it so much, and just really glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. And I, I got a chance to listen in to your most, I think it was your most recent episode um, where you were talking about a, a couple of different things from orange juice to KFC. Was that the right episode? <laughs> that was it. That was the most recent one. <laughs> I mean, that was a pretty wide variety of topics um, right there, but it was uh, really interesting. Well, so I try to go for the things that are happening now that maybe you hadn't heard. Like, I hadn't heard about the KFC thing. And so when I found out about it, I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. And then when I saw the trailer for it, I'm like, OMG, <laughs> this is the one. This has to go in the show. But it, it's things like that, that, you know, initially when I first started, it was one of those things where... I was going to what was trending on Twitter, which is why I tweet trends. But then when the more stuff that the government was doing with Trump and everybody, the more stuff that was happening there, they were topping everything. And I'm like, I don't want to turn this into a political show. So then I started going with like, um, you know, shout outs to people that did something awesome for somebody that you may not have heard of or, you know. Things like that. And so now it's not so much of what's at the top trending, but it's what's happening and you probably should know about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really like that concept, the concept of, you know, different topics. Um, so is the plan to cover a di- or cover different tweets every week or what's, what does it kind of look like going forward? Yeah. So before, when I first started, I was five days a week hard. I was in there and (laughs) it was tough. It was tough. (laughs) But now I'm down to two, two days a week, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And um, basically I shoot for three topics every now and then something extra will kind of creep in. I'm like, okay, I can't help it. But I try to keep it under 10 minutes, you know, a little over 10 at the most. And, um, and then I'll throw in like whatever the national holiday is, whatever that crazy day is for the day, throw that in at the end or uh, an organization to support or something like that. Oh, I love it. Well, that's great. So we had kind of chatted a little bit before and you were kind of giving me the brief overview, but you said you've had a lot of awkward moments. And I think that's probably true for (laughs) most people. Um, But what do your awkward moments kind of surround? Or is there a particular thing that keeps coming up? Or is it kind of across the board, just life? (laughs) It's me. (laughs) I think (laughs) I'm an awkward magnet. Well, so to be honest, I classify myself as socially awkward. 
I, I have my moments. There are some days that I'm really outgoing and I'm having a great time. And there are other times that I'll get in a situation and I freeze and it's just like, oh my gosh, what, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. So in, in that light, my life has just been a collage of awkward moments. But um, the majority, the, the most awkward of the moments seem to kind of center around children and age. Mm. Okay, what do you mean with, by that? You know, well, so like the age thing, because the age kind of leads into the children topic. Okay. But um, when I was 35... I was pregnant for the first time that I know of um, <laughs> in the military room. They check it out and everything's okay. And while I'm laying there on the table, one of the nurses looks at me and says, well, what did you wait so long to get pregnant for anyway? Oh. And it was an awkward moment in that room because it got real quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and I inside I'm mad I'm confused I'm hurt I'm wanting to jump off the table and just like a right? woman. <laughs> like are you freaking kidding me <laughs> but it was because I was 35 years old and you know and so I sat there and I I had to kind of count to 10 before I said anything because it wasn't going to be nice if I hadn't and I said well you know I was trying to do it the right way you know I I wanted to wait until I was married and you know then I started family I know you don't have to do it that way but that's how I wanted to do it so that's why I waited so long because I just got married you know a year Mm -hmm. ago (laughs) and but it was just it was the most awkward thing and you know I talked to my husband about it afterwards and he was kind of like I think you handled that well but it the age thing comes up a lot so that was our first child. We've had a number of miscarriages before and after that. And finally blessed with our rainbow daughter. And um, so even with that, so I had her when I was 40. I'm not trying to tell my age <laughs> on the show, but I guess already you know that I'm over 40. But so I had my daughter at 40. And one of my girlfriends here, I live in Virginia now, she's like, um, oh gosh, you know, I'm not having any more kids because, you know, I can't be like 40 running around chasing little babies, you know, I'll be old. And she says stuff like this all the time. And my husband's like, why are you so friends with her? And I'm like, I don't don't have that many friends. So, you know, I had to go out and make some more. But we have these awkward moments all the time because she'll say stuff and it's usually centered around age. And then, I, you know, initially I used to kind of brush it off. I was like, she's young. She don't know what she's saying. But uh, after a while, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start checking her. So I'll be like, uh, you know you're talking about me, right? You, you know when I had this little girl right here? I was mm-hmm. 40. And it's like, oh, no, but no, I'm not talking about you because you, like, teach fitness classes and stuff. So you're different. No, I'm not. I'm 40. I'm 40 years old with a baby. I'm no different from what you're describing mm-hmm. right now. But it, and so age is a really big thing. You know, even with the, the miscarriages, people would say things like, oh, well, you know, you can have another one. And oh. it's kind of like, I haven't had one yet. You know, like, 
Uh, but you're assuming because I look good. I know I look good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm old. I love that. <laughs> I mean, it's such it's it's such an interesting thing because you know a lot of times people do make a lot of assumptions and and there's this kind of you know standard of this is just how things you know you just have you get married young and you have kids young. Um, but really, you know, statistics are showing that people are having children later on in life and. And it depends on who you are talking to. You know, a lot of people uh, understand that. They are accepting and kind of welcoming that. And then there's just a lot of people who look at you and think, well, why would you do that? And that's just, it amazes me, one, that people think that, but two, that they say it out loud. Yes, that that's the amazing thing about it, that they let it come <laughs> out of their mouth and you're just kind of like, did they just say what I think they said? Like, oh, man. But, yeah, so the that whole situation around age, anything along those lines, and I feel like I've been there. Like, you name it, if it deals with age, somebody said it to me, and I just kind of, even in teaching, I had a, um, a parent ask me, well, how old are you anyway? <laughs> Because all the little boys be talking about you all the time. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I don't even know how to, I don't know how to respond to that. I, I'm old enough to be a teacher. Right. I, I don't feel like I need to disclose my age to you. And I look good. So, yeah, if your son is talking about me, I can't make him stop. Right. <laughs> it's like, you're at home with him. You make him stop. But okay lots of strange moments like that yeah yeah. but (laughs) you're you're gonna it's just amazing um and I think you know so I kind of created this podcast because I want to discuss those awkward moments but then also kind of discuss like how to persevere through them or kind of you know move past them and you you mentioned like early on with your friend just kind of brushing it off or saying maybe maybe kind of rolling with it or just oh you're talking about me and kind of putting it out there but that's you know that can be really difficult especially if there's other people around that give you those looks or you know make it more awkward yeah it definitely but you know so for me I had to find my voice because I in a way I didn't want to upset the other person although they had upset me you know, they put me in a bad position and now I'm kind of like, golly, I don't even know what to say. And it got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to say my truth. I'm going to speak it. And if they have a problem with it, then now guess what? You're feeling awkward. You figure that out. Mm-hmm. I got it off of me. So it's like a big tennis match to me. I'm going to, if you're going to hit it over the net, I'm hitting it right back to you. We can do this all day. <laughs> and I think I'm finally processing the whole experience in the hospital because I'm, I am was sitting here. I'm thinking, man, you counted to 10 because I probably wouldn't have made it to like five before. I was just like, <laughs> let me tell you, like, what? <laughs> who are you to like throw that kind of judgment in, in this moment? You know, like that's just it's uh, it's mind boggling sometimes. Well, you know, they hadn't discharged me yet. And so I'm like, if I act a fool in here, I could be here till in the morning (laughs) for another five hours. That's true. So let's find the pleasant way to get through this. And maybe I can make it uncomfortable for them to the point where they'll 
be pushing me out the door, be like, okay, well, you're fine now. Come and, you know, check back in in a couple of days, but you're good. See you later. Bye. Have a good night. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So what do you think? I mean, again, you kind of, I love that idea of, you know, throwing it back and finding your voice. But what have you learned from those experiences or what's the biggest takeaway that you've had? Pretty much that people only know what what they know, where they've been, what they've experienced. So I can't be 100% mad when people say things that are insensitive, that, that puts me in an awkward position, because I kind of have to give them a little grace and say, you know what, they don't know what they're saying. They, they don't understand. You don't know me. You don't know my story. Therefore, Now, my friend, she's different. I I don't know what her deal is. She's just special. But the other people outside of that, you know, I I look at it like they haven't been through this experience before. So like the the pregnancy that I had to go to the emergency room for, we gave birth to a little boy. He passed away at four four months Mm -hmm. old. Right. And so that was our next awkward moment because then people would ask, like, oh, do you have kids? Because in the military, everybody's got kids and they got a lot of. Them. And so traveling around with my husband and it's like, here, we had one and now he's gone and you meet these people and they're like, oh, do you have any kids? And then be like, oh, well, you need to have some, you need to work on it, you know? And I would, I would create an awkward moment because whenever they would ask, I would get up and leave. I wouldn't answer. They would ask the question and I'd politely get up and walk out of the room. Mm. We could be at a ball. We could be at a little intimate party at somebody's house. I didn't care. And I left it for my husband to figure it out. If you tell him whatever you want to tell him. I'm, I'm going to go cry in the bathroom for a little minute. And I'm going to stay there for a long time until my eyes aren't red and glassy anymore. And then I'll come back and act like nothing happened. Um, but then it got to the point where we would get the, the sympathy face from friends, people that knew us, um, they hadn't seen us in a while or whatever. And it's like, oh, you know, I heard you had a baby. How's he doing? Oh, he passed away. <laughs> and then it's like, oh. And that is probably the most awkward position because it then nobody knows which way to go with the conversation because they're, they don't want to then crack a joke about whatever they were going to say afterwards because like oh gosh they just said that their baby died oh (laughs) and then that that sympathy face just sits there and I'm looking like should I let him off the hook and say something or should I just let him sit in that and some people got to sit in it and you know others are like well you know we're we're dealing with it you know and we can move on from that but because people haven't lost a child or you know they have no clue how to even interact with you it's almost like you got the plague or something Mm -hmm. and then it's kind of like they don't talk to you at all after that which makes it awkward because now you're at a party and nobody wants to talk to you because they're like oh she's probably sad because I asked her about her baby so I'm just gonna y'all just leave her over there don't talk to her and it's like well, I'm going home now because <laughs> I'm not having any fun. I feel really awkward. I was already awkward coming into the situation. So, you know, but 
you you gotta you gotta take it for what it is people just don't know yeah I mean I think that that's I'm trying to put myself like in on both sides and see what that would be like um you know in those moments what do you think would have been a better response or a better way of handling that or is I mean I'm sure there's no ideal way of it but what would have been for you um kind of looking back now like what would have been maybe a better way to for people to respond in that moment so the face doesn't do anything for me and I'm sure for anybody else in the world to to try to visually look sad Mm. no (laughs) keep your sadness for the times when you are sad about something for real it to to just simply say oh I'm sorry for your loss Mm. I'm sorry to hear that um how are you guys doing now you know just like what you would say if somebody's dog died or you know it's no different you just Mm -hmm. I mean granted it's a baby and yeah it hurts like hell but it's still a loss and you don't have to try to make them feel like you care that much to make your face look like that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's an ugly look, like the, the sympathy face, Mm-mm. not a good look at all. Yeah, so, yeah. to be human and then just to like kind of like acknowledge like that must have been really hard and then to pause for a moment. Right. And yeah. that's that's simple and easy and easy for everyone because you've addressed it and now you can move on to another topic without it being weird. Mm-hmm. Because you go from the, oh, sad face to now I'm happy and laughing again. Like, no. How does that transition really work? No. Right. I think that would be a really hard transition or, you know, it, it does kind of give you that feeling like, oh, that was that was a fake response. And I think that's exactly was like, this is not a genuine show of emotion. So I, I I'm going back to what you were saying, like having people just kind of sit in it because I think that a lot of people, um, you know, like there are people who can be genuine and, and say, wow, that must be really hard. And then there's just the people who are awkward and don't know what to do or, you know, maybe you don't have that relationship with them. And so it just turns into a mess. Of, yes. <laughs> of, of um, but I can appreciate that, you know, like uh, the the idea of just being a genuine human being. I think that's probably applies to a lot of different situations. But again, I mean, that's a hard topic and um, a hard situation. And, you know, to, to have to sit in that maybe, you know, within the social interactions, hopefully people wouldn't be judgmental or kind of throwing you like, Oh, well, um, I think you had said like people say, Oh, well, you'll have another child or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's just not a sensitive <laughs> way to approach it. Um, exactly. Because, you know, it's just such a hard thing. Uh, but I, I think that those awkward moments um, sometimes you know, shine light on who is going to be maybe a, a friend for a period of time and who's not in, in some ways. Definitely, definitely. So. And, and, you know, so the whole idea of letting them sit in it, I feel like a lot of times we let people off the hook too fast. Mm-hmm. And so they don't even really get to think about what they said or what they did because we're so quick to try to get out of that. And going through the grief counseling that I did, um, 
they would explain at the beginning of every meeting to like the new people, like, you know, people are going to tell their stories and there might be some awkward pauses. Don't feel like you have to feel that silence. Just Mm -hmm. let it happen. And then that's what I adopted is like, you know what? They're going to be awkward silences in these conversations that I have with these random people. And I'm not letting them off the hook. They're going to get an opportunity to sit and think about what they said and, you know, translate the look on my face (laughs) after they said it. Like, hmm, I don't think she was pleased with what I said. (laughs) And, you know, realize that, okay, now that I've gone through this, next time, maybe I might approach this a little bit differently. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So it's almost a a learning opportunity that you're – kind of giving them saying, right, you know, well, this wasn't the right way to approach it, or that wasn't really helpful. So maybe the next person won't have to go through that because they'll have learned better. Right. Ways to approach it. Um, so I mean, I think you you probably helped a lot of other people inadvertently through those experiences. Not that it made them any better for you, but also, you know, allows for maybe some learning growth. And, and you were saying that a lot of times people can be insensitive. And I think that is a full range of different ways that people are insensitive, whether it be for age or when it comes to the topic of children, there's just so much judgment around that um, Mm -hmm. and insensitive people who think that things are just supposed to be a certain way. And if you go against that or you do it a different way that, Oh, well, you know, you must not know or, you're doing it wrong. And I, I think that's an right. unfortunate way that a lot of people look at things because I don't know that there's, you know, a, a book that tells you how to live life. You kind of have to do it your own way. Right. Exactly. Uh, well, we're almost out of time. So um, thank you so much for coming and, and discussing some pretty hard topics, but also, you know, giving, our listeners, maybe some food for thought or something to think about when maybe when they experience those same experiences, or maybe just if they're going through it, that, you know, the main goal for my podcast, let people know they're not alone, Mm -hmm. that there are other people out there that are socially awkward, who have these moments, Um, they look very different, you know, depending on the person. But um I just really appreciate you coming on and and taking some time to talk with me and kind of share your thoughts. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I definitely feel that I went through these things for a reason, kind of like how everybody has a story to tell. And if I can help one person out there get through a situation better, then, you know, that's what I'm here for. I, I love that. I think that's that's the goal um, in a lot of different, uh, you know, podcasts or different avenues is just to let people know that that there are different ways of approaching situations. There's different ways of saying things and whether it's awkward or not, you can kind of persevere and get to the other end, um, even if it is through one of those moments of silence. I agree. So what's next for your podcast and uh, where can people hear you or find you um, online? Let's see. Um, hmm. Right now I've got my radar on a couple of things. There's um, 
so talking about, we talked about miscarriages for a hot little second here. There's some research dealing miscarriage. I think that might still be on my radar by Tuesday, as well as an invention for blind people that yeah. seems pretty cool. I, you know, I don't necessarily want to become blind to test it out, but I'll walk around with my eyes closed and check it out. Um, and then there's, there was the thing with James Corden. He, he's probably not going to be on my radar by Tuesday because I can only imagine a bunch of stuff will happen over the weekend. Mm-hmm. But um, he he was another thing, a uh, topic that I was kind of looking at to to discuss on Tuesday. But we'll see. We'll see. But um, if you want to find out what the actual lineup is going to be, Feel free to join me on uh, Tweet Trends. It's on Anchor and pretty much every listening platform that's out there because they've got a large reach. Um, you can find me on Twitter at HeyYvette. That's at H-E-Y-E-V-E-T-T-E. Or once again, just look for the hashtag Tweet Trends. Love it. Well, thank you, Yvette, for coming and joining me. Hopefully we'll stay in touch. And uh, I can't wait to hear what your next tweet trend is for the week. Awesome. Thank you.